One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by the Reverb.com Black Friday sale. Reverb is the world's biggest marketplace for used, new, vintage, and boutique music gear. And whether you're looking for your next guitar, amp, or pedal, you'll find what you want from sellers all around the world. And to make this Black Friday even more musical, we've teamed up with Reverb to offer an exclusive discount of 15 euros. Valid on your first order with Reverb.com. Head to guitarnerds.net forward slash Black Friday to claim your discount and save big in the Reverb Black Friday sale. That link again is guitarnerds.net forward slash Black Friday. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Hello. And Matt Knight. Hello there. Yes, and this week we've got tons of news after what was last week a relatively light week for new releases. It seems like everyone is putting something out now in anticipation of the uh, NAM to come, but... We've also had a very uh, a very busy time as well, um, Matt. You've mm. uh, you've been getting a, a ton of new pedals again. Yes, Matt. You yes. Were, hang on. You hang on. You weren't here last week. No, you know, Matt had a week was. off. We and had you haven't. Oh, it was so nice. You haven't filled out your return to work yet, so we oh. we actually don't know whether you can be paid uh, for oh. for this mm. for this month. You know, as well you know, Guitar Nerds has a strict absentee policy. Whereas if you if you if you miss out, then you uh you know you don't get paid uh that big salary that you get paid. So I I prefer to pay myself you know the classic uh like Silicon Valley salary, which is one dollar a year. And then yeah. take it all out in dividends, which equals okay. zero. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Seeing as everything else equals zero, uh, it sounds like we're probably all in the. Uh, in, you know, it comes out in the wash, I guess. Yeah. Happy days. So, Matt, you've been collecting pedals, which is something that you want to do. Yeah. Um. You've I... so you've rebought something that I'm pretty sure you've bought and sold maybe five times. No, I bought it once and sold it once. Uh, the Montreal Assembly Count Five. Um, someone I'm friends with on Facebook. It like popped up on Facebook. Such and such has like added some stuff to guitar UK Guitar Exchange. Clicked on it. It was like Montreal Count, Assembly Count Five, and I was like, no, I'm just going to buy that. Okay, and so I just why, sent him a text message. You? Why did um, you get rid of it the first time? Well, the first time I was like, I think I, I sold it for something else. I think I was just like, I want to buy X, and I can't even remember what that was. And I was like. 
well, something's got to go. And I was like, oh, I'll just get rid of that. I'm sure I can buy another one. And then obviously, because I think when I bought it, it was the first time we talked about it on the podcast, which is right. probably maybe two years ago. And we should oh, talk about it the, again for and listeners. The and yeah, the rest, and the rest. mate. I reckon. Yeah, I think we were still podcasting in Mark's living room. When yeah, maybe. I, I am sure that what it was once included in the gear of the year. Yeah, maybe. The G-O-T-Y. We'll have to have a look. But um, for those of you who don't know, it is a... Oh, how would you describe it? A wacky delay pedal is the simplest uh, the simplest sampler form. stroke delay yeah, pedal that it, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's... Um, and actually, I've noticed now that I've been playing around with this, a lot of pedals that have like spawned because i think of the the counter fives existence but anyway so after i i bought and sold that one i think i put a pre-order down the first time it came up in like the news when we talked about it and then i got an email like a month later being like oh it's ready and i'd pay the deposit now they don't do that they literally say it's ready go buy it you have to go and buy it from the website right now and they sell out like instantly yeah so when course, i saw it, they make them in such small batches and well, it's I think just it's, the one fella isn't it i think it's just one dude so i was like right i'm gonna buy the second hand one so the first reason was i'm pretty sure i'm never gonna lose money on it because i paid the same price for it second hand that you pay for them new i mean and that's that, probably just you not being very good at getting a deal potentially but then <laughs> if you look at the um if you look at the used prices they're just they're just silly like, and and what finish did he get this new one? It's in? just it's just blue. I think it's the only one only one they do is just like a, a blue finish. They've done they've done several colours. No, I don't think so. No. Only I don't, the blue. I don't they've think got so loads of new pedals, but they've they've got loads of other pedals that are in different colours, but this do one you know, is just blue. I, I think I might have just seen I think that uh what's his name, that magpie guy on YouTube has oh, one refinished. I think in he pink. might have sprayed it a funky yes, colour. And I think um, that's why. But the other pedal they make, which is the 856 Vazelasan, which is the um, like their expanded version of this, like new, it's impossible to get hold of. They're like 400 bucks and they go up on like eBay and Reverb for like almost double that, like straight away. Can you away. explain the, the nature of the controls? Yeah, or, so or for, for listeners who won't basically be aware. it's a delay it's a de- it's a delay pedal first and foremost and it's got a, a basically a buffer in it a small chip which works like a delay pedal you play into it and it, it saves that sound and, and plays it back so in the simplest mode you've got delay time or length it's called so that's how long the buffer is so how long it records effectively um how many times that then repeats so it goes through the playback head effectively and then it's got direction, so you can direct the delay repeats, and then you can. But you're not just doing forward or back; you're actually doing it forward or reverse in quantized steps of harmony or no harmony, if you want. So you can do like uh, like a chromatic. You can tune it chromatically down in reverse or, or up. But then you can do things like diminished repeats where it will feed the repeat back into the delay and then that will pitch off a different note so it then creates like a scale as it goes up almost similar to how an earthquake a rainbow machine sounds um and that's not even the craziest mode because there's a second mode that you can loop in for four seconds and then one control controls the direction as the first mode the second one controls at what point in the four second loop it might randomly start and then you can control how randomly that action takes place. So you can basically How do you control a, the, How do you control how it? How random 
It is. There's a control that basically is just called random. So actually, I, that second mode, sorry, you loop in for four seconds, you choose the direction, you then choose how long of that four seconds you want the sample to be, either, you know, 100% or zero, I guess. And then you turn, the more you turn up the randomizer, the more it will start at a random point within that four second sample. So right. the more often it will start randomly than where yeah. it should be placed. Yeah, exactly. And then the last mode is an eight-second sampler that you can loop over three times, and each loop can then go in a different chromatical direction, forward or backwards, which is pretty nuts. So you can do three layers of the same thing if you wanted, um, but they could all go in... They could, one could be normal, one could be forward, one could be reverse, and then you could tune the repeats into each other if you wanted to do that i mean it's absolutely brilliant it's completely bonkers and it's one of those pedals that i'm not sure has any real practical application in anything well that's not being done by nick reinhardt the, the, the funny thing is actually <laughs> if you put it at the end of your signal chain it's just kind of a nice thing to like make some twitty sounds or like make something a bit odd the real magic comes if you put it at the beginning of your signal chain <laughs> and loop everything dry into it and then run all your pedals after it. So it actually works better before any delays, reverbs or modulations because then you've got a small looper that's doing a bunch of random stuff that you can then manipulate, you know, afterwards, manipulate afterwards. So um, it, it works really well for that. And it's, it's, it's just totally random. And I like the fact that you can just literally like twiddle some controls and it does something different. It's one of those pedals that you find a setting. Once you found a setting, you will never find it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It will just be lost for lost forever. Um, so that's been it's been really good fun. So I just I just knew that if I didn't get one again now and hold on to it, I'd regret it because I'm sure they're going to be worth a bunch of money someday. Yeah. Do you think you're going to add it to your board? I have already. I've actually built two boards. I've got a big board and I've built a little small board now. And uh, what are the boards? See. Uh, so I'm using a what what make are they or yeah. so I'm using the Waji pedal board which was the medium sized one which we talked about summer nam and I'm using a custom pedal boards uh, ES8 medium which has got space for an ES8 plus uh, like an expression pedal or a wild pedal but the mini board I just put together is really nice it's got um, deluxe memory man on it DD5. Ibanez PM7 only phase one, modulator. Only one Deluxe Memory Man. On it. Only one, yeah. Um, I couldn't fit two on there. But then I thought, maybe I'll just build a rack system and then I'll put it in there and then I'll run that into the RE201. And yeah, then I just realised that that would just be awesome. So I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> and uh, this this week you also got two other pedals, w way more conventional than the Counter 5, both drives, both signature drives, yes. sort of. Yeah, sort of. I um, so I got a Keeley uh, DNM drive, the uh, Dan and Mick drive from that pedal show. Finally, we're pretty late on the hype on this one. Yeah, which is always nice. You were at the second wave now. We can start the second wave of hype. It's it's a wicked pedal. It's um, it's basically a clon on one side, and a king of tone Marshall blues breaker thing on, on the other side. Uh, you can run one into the other. So you can run drive into boost or boost into drive. Um, standard in out, you know, so you can just go guitar in and out to your amp. What I really like is if you use it with a switching system and you use two TRS cables, you can run each side in its own loop, for example, on an ES8, 
and then like totally split them apart if you wanted really? to. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. That is yeah. cool. Which is really cool. So in a loop in a loop system, it actually works like two individual drive pedals, which is I think is a wicked idea because then you might you might find you want to like I don't know put a phaser between the boost and the drive for example or you might want to put a delay before it or or something so that is cool they are kind of the price of buying two separate uh drive pedals however yeah yeah i mean it's you know they're like 200 and i think it's like 230 yeah 230 40 um but designed by keely um in association with with mick and dan so they they've kind of picked their favorite drive sounds and then built it on a platform that works so they uh really like pair well together um and Sorry, I, can I can I can you take a step back a sec? Mm. Maybe maybe I missed what you were saying because I was looking it up. How do you run the two separately through a switch? Right, so you buy a TRS to dual mono cable, which is basically um, like st- a stereo plug, but instead of the other end being a stereo plug, it's two two mono. Right, mono okay. So so you come out of the pedal with the TRS to two mono. Yeah, from each output jack, and then that becomes their own, that becomes their own individual pedals. So right, that, what okay. would be the input? You'd go TRS to dual mono into say loop one of an ES8, and then out of the drive side, what would normally be the output? You'd go TRS to dual mono. And oh, then so you've that's got to go pedal. So you need two TRS need... to dual mono cables. Yeah, okay, okay. And you're effectively splitting it into two separate pedals yeah okay um, and then you can use a loop switcher Wild. to okay. change the order if you wanted like on the fly because you might find that you you want sometimes you want driving to boost and sometimes you want it the other way around or you want to put a pedal in between or you want to run them into two different amps for example you know um yeah so that i thought that was a that's a really cool um little feature and it's actually a feature taken from the analog man king of tone it's a mod you can have done uh when you order your king of tone and you go on the whatever it is four year waiting list um <laughs> you can actually have that done it's called the i think it's called like the four jack method or something like that um and it's a little switch they build in but it's 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 nice just as a standalone pedal but if you're using a loop switcher that's a a, a wicked addition i think yeah that's super cool. and it also saves space on your board because if you cover the boost side and the drive side um, and that only takes the space of one pedal. You've you know you've got space on there for something else. Come on, Matt. Who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? No, I've it's all about space. that pedal board real estate. <laughs> and uh, and you got another drive. This one we're a little bit hotter off the press as it's uh, it's, a, it's slightly more contemporary. Yes, yeah. So um, Adrian, uh, massive thanks to Adrian um, Thorpe. We were talking, and I went out and bought a Dane. Uh, obviously, we've known Pete Hanore for a long time um, before the Anthons days, and he used to be a demo guy for for Westside. And I heard this pedal a little while back. He was he was demoing it, and then we talked about it at the guitar show that we went to a few weeks ago. And I've got to say, and I'm going to say this now. The, there's two sides. So it's a dual pedal. It's a drive side and a boost side. The I boost wonder where they got that idea from. Yeah. The boost side is the best make gooder I've heard in a very, very long time. Wow. So the boost side is a boost, a volume boost, a very, very loud volume boost. And really? the, so the boost control. side is a is a volume boost. Yeah, yeah. not like yeah. not like a gain boost. It's just purely clean <laughs> right. clean volume, but it's got a lows control. But what's 
wicked is you can turn the boost to zero and just use the lows to give you this like huge bloom of like low end and it just like it fills out your sound massively and it's one of those things you just like say you turn it off and you're like oh it's like just a really focused eq so that's that's something similar to what we were found finding with the uh, as as we mentioned loads of times on the podcast the ground controlled audio amateurazzi yes yeah um, basically you turn it all the way off and then it just sounds it still sounds wicked yeah. yeah um so that then into the the drive which is i think originally based off the peacekeeper um they did but with a bunch of extra tweaks and it's just really really touch sensitive um it's in the smaller enclosure um obviously it's a little bit wider because it's two switches uh, but it's purple it looks wicked um and it's just it's just a great like cleanish bluesy overdrive but it's that boost side that's amazing and i was like i said to adrian i was like gotta make that boost side a single like pedal on its own i reckon just that bottom end control even no boost just adding that bottom end into like a clean amp it's just it's wicked especially with something like a strat or a telly where you know you might have a bridge pickup that's particularly like sharp on the top end you potentially can't dial in any more bottom end on your amp um it's just it's great for that see i'm really into this the uh this smaller chassis for the th- the thorpey pedals it just makes it a little bit a touch more convenient for yeah for pedal boards and i'm all about that yeah um, and and um i actually, i actually think they look nicer in the in the smaller enclosure stubby um, yeah enclosures. just slightly stubby but they just they just look solid um so yeah and i just think it's it's a great pedal i think everything he's doing at the moment is is wicked really yeah. well built original design looks cool you know so good on him for that. I think it's a it's a really really nice pedal. Wicked. Well, that's uh, a, a ton more additions to the Matt Knight uh, pedal collection. Yeah, I should actually do. A, I should probably do a rig rundown at some you point. You really should. You should let us know what you've got in your arsenal of effects. Now you should upload some pictures of those boards as well. Yeah. Um, Ped- pedal board showcase. Yeah. Not rig rundown. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, pedal board showcase. Yeah, yeah, pedal yeah. board showcase. Actually, it, what was. Legally. What was more interesting the other day was when I just pulled out all the spares that I've got because I've just got I just I was like oh, I don't have that many spare pedals they're all on my board and I'm like oh no I I, I forgot for, I just forgot that I had that case full of Dan Electro mini pedals I was like oh it was like it was like Christmas all at once I just opened this flight case and I'm like there's 25 Dan Electro pedals in it and I was like I should probably plug some of these in I, again it was just like I wish I had. A Dan Electro board, you know, like the Boss BCB60, but like a bigger version of the Dan Electro one they made, so I can just put them all in. You've one You've got one of those Dan board. Electro boards, yeah, so. but it only holds five pedals, and I want oh. one that holds the entire range. Can't you just buy four more of those pedal boards? They're actually incredibly difficult to find um, because they were made out of really terrible cheap plastic. I think they just broke. I'm sure um, someone with your internet prowess, Matt, can find four more. Maybe we should make that a... Uh, maybe we should try and do that and make a super board out of five yeah. all sort of bolted together. Yeah, maybe. Um, the other thing I was thinking was um, I did actually see, because they obviously had the bigger than electro pedals, someone a while ago was selling the store demo board they made for the bigger ones like the cool cat chorus and the dan echo and um the daddio overdrive i love the dan echo and it was so much they wanted so much money for it i was like let's just totally 
and re- I see that all the time on things like eBay. It's like complete pedal board. For a while on eBay, there was one guy trying to sell a like his replicated version of a Tom Morello pedal board. And he wanted like 1500 quid for it. And I was like, mate, what? this pedal's combined separately on second hand and nowhere near 1500 quid. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah. But I, I definitely think we sh- we did obviously do a whole this is all the food series thing. But I, I need to revisit those because there's some real, yeah, some there's real some gems in there. Yeah, there's some classic pedals on there. Jay Cross, you've uh, you've been putting on punk rock shows this week. Uh, ju- well, just the one, just the one. I uh, I put on a increasingly rare nowadays. Me putting on shows just because work's so busy. But yeah, I, I put on a uh, put on a gig for uh, a friend's band from Philadelphia. This band, Hurry, who are great. I really like um, Matt from that band. Used to play in this this band called Everyone Everywhere, who are just one of my favorite uh, favorite bands of all time. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. Uh, uh, it was Hurry and this band Happy Accidents from London, who we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, really cool, simple setup, just nice, easy indie rock, uh, indie punk. Um, it was great. Obviously, lots of lots of Fender. Um, I think, in fact, all the guitars in all three bands were all Fender. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just great. It was just a just a really nice and easy show. If they if they were all like that, if they're all like that, I'd do it all the time. But they're not all like that. They're usually really stressful. Um, so we're hurry so. from the states. Yeah, hurry from Philadelphia. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah. What, so what amps did they bring across? They didn't oh, bring. Did, did, oh, they, did they? They, they didn't bring here. anything. No, no, no. So they were on tour with this band, Happy Accidents from London. Ah, and they, and, uh, they just used all their stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, you remember Joe that um, in in the punk rock as opposed to the math the math rock scene it's more about the songs than the uh than the equipment that's being used so you can kind of interchange as long as uh, as long as you know how to play the songs absolutely in 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 most genres where literally every band sounds exactly the same it doesn't really matter yeah. if you share equipment yeah 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 you know listenable music is uh is generally reliant on uh on on emotion and uh and harmony rather than uh dis dis disdain and absolutely. um uh arrogance of course, of course. Well, actually, yes. Uh, uh, um, uh, speaking, emotion. Of dis- speaking of disdain and arrogance, I was going to say you, speaking of emotion. Some- yes, <laughs> I have had a very emotional week. I am actually, <laughs> I am fresh back from uh, from toil. Fresh is a terrible choice of words because I am completely the opposite. This this week, I have uh, completed a tour and moved house, and of course. Uh, as we're recording this, it is the countdown at the moment to the pending Black Friday, which occurs at the end of every November since uh, we in the UK have uh, adopted this American tradition. Um, and that means that I'm exhausted at work. I have been moving sofas and mattresses, which is physical labor, which I am not a fan of. And uh, and yeah, so I've been on tour. I went on tour this week with uh, with and so I watch you from afar. Who are uh, in in the in the very small niche scene of instrumental math rock? They are one of the one of the most important, one of the biggest bands in in that genre. So it was an absolute honour to to get selected to to support them on just a, a few um, a few UK dates that they were having at the just to to finish off the year. So we played in a few weird places. Like well, I say weird places, I just mean unusual places. The, there's a, a normal route to these things for such niche scenes, you know, where towns where uh instrumental math rock music is is popular. And this was unusual because I think we uh 
Um, we did finish in Brighton, but we uh, we we played in Aldershot. Yeah, of all places, uh, we played in Leicester, and um, oh, you know, I can't I can't remember where the other one was. Oh, that's good. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's somewhere, but yeah, we we played a, a, a few sort of weird niche towns. It was great to play with them. They have an excellent range of gear. Orange in Dorsey's, uh, one and all, and they have two guitarists and a bass. Um, bass players using an Orange 810 and an AD 200, classic setup. Um, going into a uh, um, kind of a, a customized, a couple of basses, but like a jazz bass or a sort of customized jazz bass with like a big music man humbucker. Bass is pretty uh, simple as far as effects go, kind of just a, a few choice drives. But other than the AD 200, 200 watt head, both guitarists use. Thunderverb 200s. Okay, right, well. So, yeah, and uh, I went over to have a look, because they're quite loud. I went over to have a look, and they both run them completely dimed. Wow. Does that, what, what does that mean? Uh, on full 10. volume. They run them <laughs> at 10. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, here's the thing. So they do run them at 10, but the Thunderverbs have a built-in attenuator, I believe. Okay. Uh, where you can sort of... So, so they're, they're having the effect, the impact of that full whopping 200 watts from, uh, from both amps. But both of those running into, into 412s, and uh, yeah, they're, they're crazy. Actually, one, one I think blew up halfway through, and, uh, and Niall, one of the guitarists, had to make a quick stop off at Orange HQ and get another... Thunderverb 200, which was very lucky that they had one because they don't make that amplifier. No, head no, I was anymore. actually just looking. I was just confirming the attenuator because I'm guessing the attenuator comes like post uh, power amp. So yeah. you, yeah, basically you're driving the power amp valves at like maxed out. So you're basically getting the valves working as hard as possible and then you're just like choking the output stage into the speakers um and obviously the longer you do that the harder you wear the valves and the quicker things might die i guess yes i imagine they have quite regular uh, amp <laughs> servicing uh, <laughs> going going on with uh, with such a full-on rig but both guitarists also uh use uh pedal train pros which are absolutely filled now what was interesting when i sort of met the band and we're talking to them is none of them use switcher systems and and actually, sort of in talking to him about that was funny because I realised that when I started playing in this genre, we we didn't use switcher systems. Actually, a lot of bands in math rock don't use switchers. Um, I think actually the ES8 was the thing that introduced switching systems to math rock because you think Nick Reinhardt doesn't use switchers, and sort of you know, and and so much from afar don't use switchers. If Matt, you think back to when we first, when the ES8 first came out, and we did the that video series with a handful of math rock bands, yeah, at that studio, um, that I think anyone who did have a switcher had only just introduced the switching systems. Yeah, is that so. is um, that is that because in general um, the switching switching systems are there to kind of make life a bit easier and make it. Um, simple for people to change sounds from sounds that they are used to to other sounds that they are used to. Whereas in a, the sort of with the sort of music scene that you're into, where bands are more into kind of experimentation and um, 
uh, like messing around and improvising. You want to be able to do stuff on the fly. So you want to be able to get down on the floor and quickly mess around with some delay pedals and, and stuff like that and then be able to turn it off so that you can carry on with the song. Is is that why yeah. there's fewer switches are used? I, I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's certainly when, when, when sort of talking to and so watching from afar about it, that's certainly how they very much felt about it. They weren't, you know... We, when I was suggesting they should use switches, they were very unsure about making the move onto something that would mean they had set sounds from their board yeah, rather yeah. than just tapping whatever and finding something new randomly. And I think, you know, that sort of tap dancing element of performing had um, is, is, you know, is very much a part of a lot of math rock bands. And so they're kind of used to that, you know, that that's just part and parcel of, what you do in fact yeah and you know in many senses me and and tim in our bands are, are, are unique in using a switcher system of course i only use one because i like to prance around the stage and realistically i only turn drive on and off so it's a it's a little bit <laughs> it's a it's moderately redundant for me but yeah i thought it was really interesting that um that i think maybe there's this i think bands now newer bands switching systems are the standard but i think if you're just just slightly older uh, and into weird music, then they really are something that you just wouldn't consider. It would be considered, you know, very much counter-creative sort of thing. But um, but like yeah, a ton- lot of these newfangled solid state amps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just exactly. a, the thing is though, is it is it's just the same. It's the same argument that people have been having um, about gear in different generations, um, just in a slightly different form. You know, it's yeah. it's pe- people people from your generation joe saying well no no you can't you or you know people from the generation above saying no you can't use switches and then people from your generation saying no no you can't use can't use solid state amps and then the people in the generation below that are saying why are you why why are you using amps you know it's (laughs) why why don't you just plug into your helix it's it's just like whatever uh kind of the 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 current i can't even think of the word the current um yeah just whatever's popular at the time you yeah, know sure sure absolutely yeah yeah uh, um yes i think that's probably right i also think that's probably cyclical like i was talking to a sound engineer at a show we we played uh, we played at scala in london on on sunday with a japanese band trico at this all day event and i was talking to one of the sound engineers there who who was a little bit older and and he was like he was like we were talking about camper profilers and he was saying, oh, you know, I remember when this came around the last time and, you know, you kids would all be convinced about it for, you know, you, you will all be blinded by the price tag for the next 10 years. And then one of you will plug in a valve amp again and realize that the camper never did come close. It just put a price tag on it that convinced you it did. And you, you were so enamored. <laughs> you were so into the idea that you could achieve all these things that you didn't stop to see if it did achieve all these things, which I thought was which was interesting, and I do think there's absolutely in 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 what we do, there's everything's about the hype at the moment. So, man, I don't know, you know, can you can you beat just having a load of really good pedals and a and a really loud valve amp? Is it really worth it, Joe? So who who are you? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. All right, all right. <laughs> 
I change my mind every now and again. Don't get me wrong. I'm still, I'm actually getting really into, uh, I'm really back into the Helix stuff at the moment, really enjoying using some of the, the Helix software to make uh, lots of fun and weird noises but do you get to do much do you get to do much of that stuff at work do you um when you're you know thinking about shooting videos and stuff do you uh mess around with the the helix stuff before i I, yeah i don't know has that has any of this newer tech so you know helix headrush kempers have any has any of that become uh beneficial for you whilst shooting videos and talking about gear from like a marketing point of view um i'm sure it would be to the right sort of person and certainly we do actually use the helix a lot for our um for uh the way we do our heavier uh demos uh, as it were but but to be honest this and this isn't a complaint of things like helix and 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 kemper and, and modern things like that this is how i set up to do a video i'm sure if i invested more time in working out a a streamlined method of recording straight onto a digital platform so i had an excellent sound then uh that would probably be a great idea but every time i've sort of tried it it's needed some tweaking and what I've been left with is a digital sound that I can't do anything about. Yeah. Whereas if I, uh, if I do what I generally do, which is, which is I mic up a, um, I pretty, we pretty much now either use a boss katana for recording or we use an orange Rockerverb 50 and I have a Hughes and Kettner red box um, running in between the the cab and the head, and I take a I take a an uh, an Aston Spirit mic off of the cab, and I take the um, an amp simulated sound off of the off of the Hughes and Kettner red box, and I either blend them or more often than not, I just take the sound straight from the Aston Spirit, and it just sounds great if i and you know that you get great reverb on those uh on those orange rocker verbs they sound brilliant and they drive really well and because of that whilst i think a, a fender clean tone is is unbeatable and I, I i think katana's are also one of the most versatile and best sounding super affordable amps um if i need to shoot something in a short space of time where i need a good clean and a good drive sound having that rocker verb 50 is is very good so I, I tend to to use that, as it were. That's really interesting. And I, I think it's, it's something worth uh, thinking about with regards to what you're doing now. Um, and I hope you don't mind me. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. But obviously, you've, you've moved house. And one of the things that you've said to us is that, you know, you've moved house and you've moved to, um, you've got a bit more space and you'll, you'll want to set up a proper bit of studio. Perhaps we should talk about that in the Patreon, about what your kind of dream realistic studio uh space could be for your new house and you know you're kind of starting fresh you've got all this you've got way more space than you had in your old place how can you get the most out of it with regards to shooting videos and and using it as a kind of um uh inspirational tool for performing and stuff yeah yeah it'd be interesting to talk about the setup that i'm planning for the uh um certainly for capturing guitar audio from there because um I have the the space and and the room and the time to be uh, relatively uh, creative with that, and certainly like have a really comprehensive way of capturing sound as as best as possible. Um, but 
uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure, you know, there are definitely better ways than just going straight into a cab. I'm a massive fan of all the two-note stuff. Do you remember we used to use the... Uh, the Leclean. Um, the Leclean and, uh, and the cab. The um, uh, Torpedo cab. Torpedo cab, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely quality pieces of kit. Really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, 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 I actually, I love their preamps. I think their preamps are great. I'd really lo- love to set up like a pedal board that was running straight into a, a power amp ut- utilizing something like the Leclean because it's a, it's a, a fantastic sounding preamp. Leclean straight into a Marshall hundred hundred. No, yeah, the, why not? The, the classic setup. The classic super lightweight, really yeah. uh, reliable Marshall power amp. That's fine. Just put it into put it into a. Uh, Here's here's what you should do is Leclean for your preamp straight into uh the uh Marshall hundred hundred um and then into uh one of those didn't um Hotone or Mur just released yeah the the Mur what's that load box that they released uh, what the the they released the live is yeah, that what you're talking about yeah why not sure I no, reckon the, that, the live that, uh, yeah I don't know could that take the uh, that could probably take that hundred hundred can it I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah, and then um, maybe into a headphone amp and then just plug your headphones in and then you've got a nice little portable setup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, we, we actually, we've been going on some time and there oh is, there God, is yeah. a ton of news. There yeah. is a ton of news. So let's, uh, let's dive ahead first into a big barrel of news and see what's going on. So this week, there is so much news. I think we counted like 15 individual items as we draw closer to Nam. I can't believe it because literally just last week, we were saying, oh, there's nothing to talk about and there won't be anything to talk about for the next few weeks. And then all of a sudden, when I was prepping all of this, I just, I, I could, like every time I went to a new website, there was just more to talk about. It's bonkers. Yes, yes, there is, there is tons. And first off uh one of the market leading affordable amplifier manufacturers pedal company turned amplifier connoisseurs boss have released something new to the table matt knight talk to us about your next ones oh joe <laughs> that's how you say it isn't it next tone any <laughs> x tone the boss next tone um yes so we've been working on this um for a little while it is the uh, latest evolution of our tube logic technology which first featured in the blues cube and then it's a mixture of that and everything that we've kind of done on the katana and the waza um so basically what this is and what sets this apart from the katana uh, the blues cube and anything else we've done and what a lot of other people uh, have done is that this is four class ab power amp circuits in one amplifier now that is bonkers yes. that's totally different so you've got four different analog amplifiers in one amp does it weigh a ton no it's uh 16 kilos i think it's about 30 pounds that uh, sounds Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Like quite a lot. Well, I guess not, for a head, it's not so bad, is it's it? It's a combo. I suppose. It's oh, for a combo, the combo. It's, it's, right, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. okay. Um, it's not, it's, I mean, considering that most valve amps, I guess, are 45 to 50 pounds, it's probably... Um, it's not too bad. I mean, it's still obviously got some weight to it. It's got a decent speaker in it with a big old magnet. Um, but yeah, so the key thing with this, uh, if you think of Katana, most people know um, the Katana. The Katana has one class AV power amp uh, rather than a lot of things that might, like in the practice amp world that might have a class D power amp, basically means you've got less power, essentially 40 watts, but 40 watts is an actual 40 watts rather than a class D power amp that needs to give you 600 watts to give you the same sort of volume. So these match uh, valve-like power, um, you know, almost like for like. But the Katana is uh, five digital preamps, you know, five preamp models, clean, crunch, lead, and and, uh, and brown, and then one class AB power amp. Now, where the next tone is different is this four class AB power amp circuits. Each circuit is not it's not actually digitally modeling it's doing it in the analog world replicating the feel and response and the way the speaker drives for four different valve power amps which 6v6 6l6 ere4 and el34 now isn't that something that that yamaha introduced on their um thr heads yes but that's um, digital Right, I see. That was just di- digital interpretation. As far as I'm aware, it's, it's, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty sure that because someone said, isn't that the same thing as the Black Star TVP? Um, and the TVP, again, I think was uh, digital modeling rather than um, physically doing it and replicating it in an, an analog, in analog right. world. There are digital elements to the next time. It's not fully. Um, analog amplifier no, you've what, included some effects on there yeah so what we've what the aim was to try and make it a lot more classic rather than the katana that's an all-in-one so it doesn't do a bunch of high gain it replicates amps more in their sort of vintage form i, I guess um but you, you've got a delay and a reverb on there uh, there's an editor that you can download and then you've got three different types of delay three different types of reverb and you can change the delay into a tremolo so if you want to have a trem reverb combination you can oh you um, can make it a vox yeah you can basically make it like uh like a deluxe or a vox or a marshall um but what's really nice and this is opens up in the custom mode with the editor is that you can obviously you've got the power valve selector on the top but that can also be done electronically so in the editor you can set the clean channel up to be a 6l6 really open really bright loads of headroom and then you can set the drive channel up to be uh, an el34 so much more like a plexi so a lot more drive a lot more you know mid-range and because it's actually changing the way the speaker works and how it responds under the fingers it's like having two separate complete separate amps in one box so you can have your clean channel 6l6 with trem uh, and big splashy reverb and then you can have your um 
your EL84 type amp with with loads more gain. Um, there's a little tone and boost option in there, but the boost can be a treble boost, a mid boost, uh, or a compressor, which um, really? is quite nice as well. Yeah, so you can have um, yeah compression, clean boost, mid boost, or treble boost. Um, and it's got all the in-out features you want on the back. So you can go into two external cabs, uh, effects loop, um, and then you've got record out, line out, and um, USB recording as well as USB editing. So um, it honestly, I absolutely love it, and I have uh, ordered one for myself. <laughs> and and it's available as a single 12 or a 212? No, and it's, again- two, it's, two oh, single, it? it's two single 12s, uh, stage and artist. Artist is 80 watts and comes in a slightly bigger cab. Um, it's just that some people might want a more powerful amplifier. Oh, um, I see. I didn't understand that because I, I just was immediately drawn to the, the smaller one. No, and because you've actually one. got the, um, I think, if I remember rightly, uh, there's an 8 and 216, so you can unplug the internal 8 and then use 216s, um, which oh, is cool. So you can, cool. we... Um, my Australian counterpart did a bunch of stuff in the studio with like Brett Kingman and um, some sort of Australian YouTubers, and they were running into a 412. Um, and when you go into that kind of EL84 plexi type vibe into a 412, it kind of gives you that whole sort of big Marshall stack type thing. Super cool. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, it's. A wicked amp, and um, I've really loved just sort of trying to match it to the to the Morgan that six L six, sort of big open, sort of sparkling clean. Um, and it's it's not a heavy combo; it's just nice to use. So at home, I think it's absolutely perfect. And it's also something else that's going to muddy the waters even further for GOTY Gear of the Year, yes. where we're only allowed to select one thing per brand. Um, Per, what, cat- have per brand, per, per category. brand, per category. Wait, did any other amps? Go- oh, yeah, because I guess you had the Katana Artist. Yes, we had the Katana Artist. And um, obviously, and I won't go into too much detail about it now. Maybe it's something for a later episode. But we also um, announced, uh, this is like a pre-NAM announcement, but we also have done the Waza Tube Amp Expander, which is a tunable reactive load system so i don't understand what that is so very very quickly um take for example the uh the ox or the sur reactive load so you've got an attenuator which basically soaks all the all the power that your power amp is kicking out and then pumps a much lower amount into the speaker um that's like a normal load box now reactive load system the load in sight is designed to react um and that's because the speaker sends back signal as well as um your amps being out um to your amp so when you plug your amp in and you basically you know soak the power that's coming out your amp changes the way it responds by going into a reactive load it's like seeing a, an actual speaker so a reactive load is designed to be like a 112 or a 212 and that's where most reactive load boxes stop is that it will be modeled after a greenback or you know a particular type of 212 with this you've got a resonance and a presence reactive load each have got four controls so you can tune your amp to what sort of load you want it to see so if you're recording at home and you've got a vintage marshall plugging into a reactive load that's modeling a 112 you're not going to get the best response out of the amp because it's like i've got all this power but i'm trying to push it through a 112 that's what it sees virtually so this, you can actually tune your amp into different types of load. So you can have your 
um, your Morgan Ampsey, a 412, a 212, a 112, a 1x8, a 1x15, or you know, whatever. Um, and it just opens up a lot more options for recording. But on top of that, it's got a 100 watt um, solid state power amp. So if you've got an old champ or a pig nose or anything where you can disconnect the speaker, you can plug into this and you've got onboard attenuation down to zero, but you've also got 100 watts on so board as well. I, I can use this to make a 100 watt pig nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or what's really cool, um, which we, we found when we're doing some testing is, say you've got your favourite, uh, say you've got like a Fender Princeton, for example, and you love the way it sounds up till about, you know, one, one o'clock. And then it right. just breaks up a bit too much and gets a bit too murky. So you want it on the edge of breakup, but it's not quite loud enough to gig with. You can put this in there. And because it sits after the power amp, it's not pushing the amp any harder. It's just making things louder. So you can take an amp at your its favourite sound, its perfect point, and make it gigable, for example. Okay, so before before we did the podcast, Matt sort of explained this and I, I zoned out. I did I didn't care. It was too complicated and sounded like something that was very unnecessary, but that sounds awesome. Yeah. So now a Blues Junior's actually a gigable amp. So yeah, you could take a Blues Junior and go, it sounds great. Well, they sound great nonstop, but I mean, you, you can t- you can take it to a point before it starts to distort, for example, and then use this and go out an extra hundred watts. The second advantage is where it comes in the second stage of the product. You've got uh, an inbuilt um, compression delay and reverb alongside an EQ curve um, and boost, and you can control all of that via MIDI. So you can take a non-master volume single channel amp and have an onboard boost, an onboard reverb, and an onboard delay that can all fire into the speaker. So imagine if you've got a vintage Marshall Plexi, but when you gig it, it's just a bit too dry, you just need a bit of reverb. You can add that in. And you can save 10 particular settings and then recall them all via MIDI. So you can oh my, you can oh do you, you can basically take vintage amps and make them like totally switchable. Or if you've got a two-channel amp, you can then have you can set this to you know change channels and have a delay when you switch channel. Um, it's got USB recording out, XLR outs for PA, a front of house line level um, out as well. Plus, you can mi- what one feature I thought was wicked is you can mix and match impedances on speakers. And it does it automatically. What? Yes. So you can run a four. You could run a two sixteens, an eight and a sixteen, and it will it will automatically. You don't need to tell it what ohm rating the speaker is. You just go out from your amp into that, and then out into whatever speakers you've got. So wow. you can mix That's and match. Cans. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, How much are they? This uh, we haven't fully announced the price yet, so oh, I can't say. God. Um, it's one thing you I can't. You nearly did though. You nearly did. Uh, it's then. one thing I can't. I, it's one thing I can't talk about. Seven, oh, and 70, 70 quid. I think you, seventy quid to you if you. Uh, I'll just pounds. knock them off the back of a van. Yes, yeah, yeah. um, seventy quid. <laughs> But, but that um, sounds amazing. That sounds super exciting. I yeah. thought this was going to be dull. No, it's, and also you did say you were going to. You've spoken about this more than you spoke about the next ones. Yeah, I, I actually well because I love the next. I love the next tone, and I think it's a wicked combo. But the tube amp expander, like, literally, is a great companion to something like my Morgan amp that's single channel. You know, because you can add an effects loop, you can add a boost, 
Uh, you can, I can use it for recording. And you can record over USB, which I think is wicked. So you can use this as a reactive load system, have no volume coming from your, out of your amp whatsoever. You don't even need an interface. That is your interface. Yeah, that is very and cool. go straight into That's that. Cool. And then if you want, you can go straight into headphones and just hear it all through headphones. Um, that is absolutely amazing. So you've got Bluetooth, mate. No, man, oh, it's rubbish. Off, mate. Uh, now, sorry. When, uh, when <laughs> can't use my can't can't use my AirPods. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when new effects pedals comes out come out at the moment, the ones that people get the most excited about are uh, reverbs with with really expensive price tags because everyone. <laughs> Well, it's true. It's like the new thing. It's 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 the most exciting pedals that come out every year are always like uh, the most soundscapey reverb. And throwing their hat, well, once again into that ring are Chase Bliss with uh, their new Dark World dual channel reverb, which has literally been everywhere over the internet over the last day uh, few yeah well, day. it got announced today <laughs> oh did it <laughs> well oh, officially really? i think the official announcement was today it did get leaked a few days ago um they've been teasing it for about a week um unfortunately um a fairly well-known instagram account i think posted it a little bit too early oh no uh, really so that, wait, that wasn't us no, it wasn't us. Don't worry. Um, no, I, but... I I didn't know about it. They were they were uh, gloating about knowing what it was on the gear slam when I was listening to that this week, and yeah. I was like, yeah, well, I I didn't want to know. I, but, um, what's, what's I, I like about? to wait until things have been announced before. Yeah, I you're, you're a non-trailer man, them. aren't you? Pardon me. Well, even, you're a non-trailer. Kind That's of right. Yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't even. Re- I, it's only recently that I've started watching trailers for movies because generally you just find out too much stuff. Like I already yeah. know if I'm gonna. I already knew that I was gonna go and watch Jurassic World. I didn't want to watch a trailer. I didn't want to find out that they'd f- fall in a hamster ball. <laughs> yeah. What about Detective Pikachu starring Ryan Reynolds? I tell you Pikachu? what. I, I tell you what. I actually did watch the trailer for that, and I, it looks it looks really good. Oh god! It, it looks really good. I, I spent the entire of that trailer wondering if I was watching some sort of spoof, like Saturday yeah, Night Live for real. thing. It, it, so they just released a new Pokemon game called Pokemon Let's Go. I think is, is what it's called, and um, and I thought that it was all just like an elaborate. Um, trailer for that but it does actually appear to be a real movie that they've made and the thing that I like about it is whereas most of the and we shouldn't really be talking about Detective Pikachu on the Guitar Nose podcast but the thing that I like about what they've done with this is they've not just made it an origin story it's not just oh here's the story of Pokemon it's just listen anyone who's going to watch this movie knows what Pokemon is and so here is just a story that happens in this world that you either understand or you don't it looks like Who Framed Roger Rabbit that's what it looks like yeah yeah. which is also a great film Guitar nerds bringing yeah, you sorry, I don't yeah, anyway. Pokemon and guitar information. <laughs> also, I like that we started the news saying we've had we've got more news than we've ever yeah. had before, and somehow this week we've managed to segue into talking about yeah. Pikachu. Well, anyway, the Chase Bliss uh, yeah. Dark World it comes with a ton of those little mini dippy switchy they all things do. on so, the end. I know they all do. They they always do. They're a, a wonderful additional feature. I have no idea well, what any of them do. So this this offering is different to every other. Chase Bliss pedal in the sense that it, this is fully digital. So yeah. obviously Chase Bliss's thing has been analog heart, uh, digital no. brain. No, the other way around. Digital brain. Digital and... heart. Yeah, digital that's... heart. No, digital Ana- brain. Analog brain. Digital brain. Digital... Analog oh. heart. I thought that's what I said. 
No, you said brain. you said digital heart, analog brain. Oh god, analog brain. <laughs> digital anyway, Joe. Wait, wouldn't analog you want a digital Matt. brain? Analog heart. Yeah, anyway. analog heart. Because yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Anyway, <laughs> digital. So this one is digital world, dark heart. Basically, it is a dual digital reverb. One side is designed by Cooper Effects, uh, and one design is a collaborative design with Robert Keeley. So the Cooper Effects side is the dark side, and that is based on the generation of the moon. Yes. Yeah. It's based on their generation loss and outward designs. And then the Keeley side is based on the what they call the World Channel, which is a really nice hall plate and spring algorithm. And you can combine those and route, route them in 33 different ways. 33 different yeah. ways. How do you even... Cho- how do you choose? How do you choose You don't. What you just press you the random button. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, there isn't a random button. But... Um, on the face of it, relatively simple. It's where the dip switches and everything else come into it, which is and, – and obviously, if you start using MIDI and stuff like that, it, it really starts opening up a lot more. Um, it sounds wicked. I've watched a few of the demos. Um, I need to dig into it a little bit more because from what I've heard, I'm like, I haven't heard it do anything wacky. Um, uh, but I, I, haven't heard, watched I, the, think... I haven't watched the Knobs video yet. Oh, and... I was going to say, yeah. yeah, you have to watch the The thing is that Knobs, as brilliant as their videos are, tend to make every pedal sound the same in that they make it sound – the way knobs make pedal yeah, sounds, yeah, 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 which exactly. is all this weird ambient ethereal stuff, and it does that incredibly well. But I, I, I sometimes find it difficult with their videos to differentiate from better. Say, ah, that pedal can also do that sound that knobs yeah. always make their pedals do. Yeah. I think um, it's, uh, what's nice about this, actually, I must admit, even though it is expensive, it's around the same sort of price as the Brothers, uh, the Condor, and the Warped Vinyl. Yeah, uh, yes, it's, it's not the same sort of price. USDs, isn't yes, it? but it's not the same price as the Therme or the Total Recall, which are like Total Recall five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a lot, so yeah. yeah, this is really interesting. Um, also, really know... interesting that. Uh, that they've you know they've hooked up with two other pedals because what seems like what, what it looks like there is they've got two companies to come up with a pedal and then they've they've put it in one of their boxes well, <laughs> I, I remember this this similar conversation came up with um oh, why have i forgotten his name um i've gone totally blank but when i ben we, affleck yeah when i was talking to ben affleck about pedals he was like i love pedals uh no um when we were talking to earthquaker and they he was like i don't write jamie code. stillman jamie stillman that's it and the same thing when i was talking to josh scott from um jhs is these guys don't write code they're like analog builders if you were yeah but keely is known for being a really good coder and he can write really good dsp code um and again if you can't write code you don't know how to do it it's very very difficult to go out there and do it actually i think jamie stillman did end up coding some some of the later earthquake stuff but a lot you tend to find that a lot of digital pedals that come out in the boutique world tend to be co-designed with with someone else and quite often actually keely does get involved in a lot of yeah that because, totally totally yeah he's, he's done um, quite he's prolific yeah so i think it's nice because obviously they've gone out and said look we can't code i'm assuming we can't code how about we design two separate things but we'll do the chase bliss thing to it yeah and um you know building all the switching and everything like that as well so really interesting i'd I'd like to give all of the pedals a proper 
a proper go because I've only ever really seen the videos. They're not an easy thing to get hold of in the UK. They tend to be sold out instantly. Um, and like I said, if to buy them, some of them are very, very expensive. Yes, the, absolutely. The the lot the the last show that I put on um, was uh, for this band, for a couple of fellas. This guy Jeff Rosenstock, who is quite a prolific in the pop punk world over the last few years. Uh, and he was on tour with this guy, Chris Farron, who um, has played in a bunch of bands over the years, but now just does stuff uh, under his own name. And he had a Therme and uh, he said it was, it, it, we were talking about it and he just said it was, it, he'd never spent anything like that sort of money on a pedal before. But the first time he heard it, he just, he knew he had to have it and it, it become like a core part of his sound and uh, he, he wouldn't be able to do what he was doing without it anymore. So it was, uh, it was really, really interesting to see that pedal in that setting you just i wouldn't have expected it at all but uh, mm. it was uh, it sounded fantastic so yeah i've i've also never had a chance to sit down with any of the the, the chase bliss stuff so we do need to try and track them down really yeah, yeah i think absolutely so. two new signature guitars have landed uh, this 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 week by two very different players one reeves gabriel what is his name? <laughs> Reeves Gabrels, I think. Gabrels, that's it. Yeah. Reeves Gabrels, uh, the Cures guitarist, who has uh, has got a new version of his uh, of his Reverence. Now, I, we spoke about this a, a little while ago when I went to see the Cure, and I was talking about the Reverend that he was playing. Well, he's had a new uh, version of that released, and ESP Ltd. James Hetfield has got a new signature snake bite with a difference yeah so the just to touch on the reverend real quick um it is now where is where's it the the proper name of it is the rg sus which uh means it's got a sustainiac in it which is really cool oh, so yes. sustainiac in the neck and as far as i can tell it's a new signature railhammer pickup for uh yeah. reeves gabriels i'm not a hundred percent, but I think so. I, I had a quick look like... on the I had a quick look on the old on his old um, guitar, and that looked like it was just a standard railhammer. And I think this is a signature one, which kind of makes sense because you probably want something. They, you know, I, I don't think they've done anything with the sustainiac before, Reverend. So they would probably need to have tweaked the pickup to take the sustainiac in that way. Yeah, I yeah. it's I think it's a wiki. So I mean, guess we'll, we'll explain the the pickup a little bit. So the Bottom, so the bottom humbucker, the E, A, and D strings are a rail, and then the G, B, and E strings are pole pieces. Um, I think it massive looks wicked. oversized, yeah, massive sort of oversized pole pieces. Size pole pieces. Um, really nice trem system on it. Um, I, I don't. Is it a Wilkinson one, or is it something similar to the, or a Hipshot one? I can't remember the. I'm not sure. It's very reminiscent trem. of sort of Musicman style. Yeah, uh, uh, trem you know it's going to stay in tune, basically. Um, volume, yeah. their bass contour control, and then you've got two little dip switches to control the Sustainiac. And yeah. I've always wanted to control the Sustainiac. Maybe this could be. Yeah, the this one is eventually. super cool. Comes in a very very tasteful silver freeze, which is kind of a metallic grey and a. A very dark by the by the pictures of a very dark Powell Ferro um, uh, board yeah. on the and then on the guitar. Standard That's Reverend uh, roasted maple neck, Karina body, uh, base as I said, bass contour control, locking tuners. Um, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely wicked. I think this guitar looks a, another in terms of a versatile guitar. Yeah, in terms of a versatile instrument. I mean, I wouldn't look at that and go, "I'm going to sound like the Cure playing that." Do you know what I mean? You look at some signature yeah. like. Uh, 
Maybe. Well, speaking speaking of versatility, <laughs> we should talk about the uh, the James Hetfield. So he's uh, obviously James Hetfield's had signature snake bites out for some time. And listener, you may well be a fan of this the sort of weird uh, sort of shark bitten flying K e- sort yeah, of ex- thing. explorer ish. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's this sort, just yeah. looking at the um, so the spec on this. So this is a uh, an SE baritone. Uh, collaboration with James Hetfield, which they've limited to 500 pieces. pieces. And it just made me think, just a a random thought about how many guitars do Metallica own? As Because I'm sure Metallica is a business. I'm sure they run it as a business. Oh, 100%. So in a lockup somewhere, there must just be hundreds, if not thousands of guitars. Yeah. Surely. And I just think... That is just bonkers. Well, they... Kirk Hammett is a is a big is a big guitar a big guitar nerd anyway himself, isn't he? Because he he bought the he bought the um, the Gary Moore Les Paul. So yeah. you you've got to be some fanatic to be willing to drop however much money that was. Yeah. I mean, the the legend was the, was that Gary Moore sold it for two million dollars. Now, whether that's true or not is is you know up for debate. But if it is true, I can't imagine that Kirk Hammett bought it for much less than that. Um, so, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right, Matt. There must just be just a, yeah, a lock up somewhere in, in, in California. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, you know, watertight and earthquake proof, um, living on the fault line that they do in, uh, in California. And, uh, uh, but yeah, this looks really interesting. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a 27 inch scale and it's a, baritone which i don't think is anything that he's had before i don't think he's had i know but uh, he's certainly the standard uh snake bite is a is a standard scale length guitar so it's different in that sense yeah uh ebony board he has stuck with his traditional because he has his own signature het uh emg active humbuckers he has stuck with that and active humbuckers really aren't the flavor of the day on on metal guitars like a a guitar that we're not going to talk about but uh um uh, well, I guess we are, but we're not going into detail. It's Court just released a new seven-string baritone. Yeah. Um, and they they opted for those new... Uh, what, what, are the, what are the passive EMGs called? Do you guys remember? I can't remember. Oh, I, I remember. did... They, they are called retroactives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, which are, you know, the uh, high-output pickups that are, that are supposed to sound far more... Um, traditional in that sort of sense, and that really seems to be the the you know the the call of the day. And of of course, as we mentioned before, like with Ola England stuff all being passive, so many more metal players are moving towards passive pickups. So sure, but um, if you're if you're James Hetfield and you get a choice of what pickups you're going to put in your guitar, are you going to put in something uh, something sort of modern sounding, or are you going to put in the signature pickups that you've got from another company uh, yeah. where you'll get a little bit of a bubble for selling those ones? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And also, Hetfield's got those pickups because that's the sound that he likes, and that's the sound that yeah. he uses, and that's you know what they've been what they've been doing for the last thirty years or however however long they've been a band. But um, yeah, like it looks cool. It looks interesting. I can't imagine we'll ever see any of these hit the shops. I'm sure they've probably already sold out. Um, oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, a, a cool and interesting something different from uh, Hetfield. At least, you know, it's something relatively affordable, I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we we are running out of time here on the Guitar Nerds podcast. So I think maybe uh, one of you two can pick 
one more news article and we will we'll discuss that briefly. But whilst you're thinking about what you're going to pick, I can't finish this podcast without mentioning that Island Instruments have unveiled a Are you new really, traveler. really <laughs> jumping on this over this, all the other cool news that there is? a single cut 31 <laughs> inch scale traveler base, which is short enough to, to go in your overhead and at, at a very reasonable sum of two and a half thousand us dollars <laughs> this uh this montreal canada built um uh incredible uh instrument is absolutely worth a look it looks absolutely bonkers built with reclaimed spruce and finished in uh, what uh what is described as milk paint in a sort of transparent <laughs> natural finish um this is absolutely one of the coolest traveler bases i have ever seen and I, I will be checking it out further um can i can i make a, a, a suggestion because there is so much news is it worth us maybe just uh just reading down the list of everything that came out this week so people can kind of go out there and catch up on it and then yeah absolutely and i'll pop it in the podcast her, notes as well um because the, i'm just looking at it i'm like i i can't really pick the thing, well, go on, the, go thing cool, cool. the thing the thing for me there that i am uh, and i realize that this is me showing just how boring i am but the thing out of all of these things that i'm really excited about is the mxr isobrick mini i knew you I were going to say that i knew you were going to say that it looks it looks fantastic so accessory it's, driven j cross mate i love it Always i absolutely about love those. it so it's it's a really cool small um, Isobrick. I've always been a big fan of the the MXR Isobricks. I thought they were really when they stepped from the DC brick to the Isobrick. Um, you know, a handful of years ago, I thought it was a really smart move. This is great, and it's exactly uh, it's exactly aimed at people like us and people who listen to this podcast. Um, five outputs, four uh, three hundred milliamp nine volt outputs. So that will easily power the Strifector. And uh, one other Strymon pedal, if you want to, uh, if you want to, if you've got the Deco as well, because you probably do. Uh, and then also one other um, uh, output that is can be switched between nine or eighteen volts, and uh, will power up to eight hundred milliamps. Eight hundred. I thought you were going to say eight hundred pedals. Then I was like, eight hundred pedals. <laughs> uh, Daisy chained off of one. Uh, <laughs> isolated <laughs> output yeah that's right <laughs> um but no i think i think this is, and it's really small it's it's about they, they describe it as the same size as a candy bar well so, i absolutely i i have to agree with you jay i'm completely converted i i switched up got rid of my voodoo labs recently my pedal power two and switched over to a standard isobrick which for a start like halved the weight of my board <laughs> but <laughs> but also unlike the pedal power two which is a fantastic power supply if not a little bit old school um uh powers everything on my board meaning that i'm now just a one plug guy at, and and having just been on my first sort of tour with the isobrick fitted, oh, Joe, don't I, put yourself like, down you're, you're more than a one plug <laughs> boy to us <laughs> thanks man but uh but yeah they're they're brilliant they're the right size for modern uh pedal boards and you know they're they're super convenient and the and and the the amount of power they produce is impressive yeah Indeed. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, one thing, actually one one thing, um, and I know one of the podcast listeners asked about this, and I would like to talk about it in more depth at some point because I think it's a wicked unit. Maybe it will come up in the gear of year. It was the uh, 
unfortunately named. <laughs> yeah, Drybell, um, Unit 67. Um, so this is a 1176 style compressor, a Rangemaster treble boost, and um, some sort of EQ system all built into one. Um, and it's basically, on the face of it, it seems like the best make gooder a pedal you can get because it's got three awesome bits of make gooder equipment in it a boost a compressor and an eq um that you can all use you can use them independently you can turn the other bits on or you can run them all at the same time so it's kind of like a fully analog um system that can sit on your pedal board and just work for a multitude of different rays so i I actually really really want to try one of these um it's just you have i don't think there's any dealers in the uk i think you have to buy them direct from uh the you company. would be incorrect i certainly know a dealer of uh of dry bell effect oh do you yeah do you now oh, well we, maybe we need we, to talk yeah um we, we, and i think Gak, i think them. Uh, oh gag sell them do they yeah oh right okay there you go um and i think you're totally um missing the most important point of this pedal matt is look at the size of that knob that is a huge <laughs> knob. You're saying this dry bell unit has got a massive knob on it. <laughs> that, is, that does appear to be what I'm saying, yeah. Um, um, but it's, it's yeah. really, it's actually, I'm, and I mean, I don't think I'm misleaded here. It looks like it's a kind of a chicken head knob on yes, a big... it's a chicken head knob. Yeah, it, which is just, it just, I, I'm not, I, I, sorry to keep this going, but I don't think I've seen a knob that size in that shape. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's difficult to difficult to gauge the size of the of the pedal, but yes, certainly uh, dry bell. I mean, do you've got the switch there for effect. reference. Yeah, uh, I yeah. suppose so. Yeah, it, it does look oversized. You're right. Yeah, but you know, dry bell do make fantastic effects. We really enjoyed the uh, the the chorus vibrato, the vibe machine the vibe that machine, me and Matt yeah. checked out and did a little video on a couple of years ago. But yes, straight out of Krapina in Croatia, mm-hmm. uh, dry bell certainly do make some absolutely fantastic effects. Now. That is it for us here on the regular podcast, but we will be continuing over on the Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. One month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you an extra half an hour every week, plus access to all the bonus features and mini-series. And $10 a month makes you one of our executive backers, which grants you access to uh, everything already mentioned, plus the prestigious honour of having your name read out in one breath by me. <clears throat> Are you ready, boys? This could be the day that breaks me. Absolutely. Have you, you got the list? Have you got the full list? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm so tortured. Do you definitely have the full list? I yes, yes, yes. I've got the full list. If anybody isn't, oh, it's their... the full list. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be good. I've been drinking solidly for five days. I don't know if I can do this. I think I don't know if I have the lung capacity. I also don't think you can do it. I've got to be honest. All right, here we go. We're going. Joe, just before you get going, uh, yes, <clears throat> yes, Jay. Uh, no, nothing. I just, I just thought that'd be funny. <laughs> okay, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
Adrian Day, Ethan Gemini Martyr, Ken Sayer, Matthew King, Stephen Conrady, Golden G, Rashad III, Marin Peters, Sean Armour, Christoph Wolfgang Kempenson, Robert Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Amadon, Ernie Cooper, Nate Nagel, Ross Edwards, Christoph Francis, Robbie Cottergrad, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Emery James Baker, Ryan McDermott, Ron Joyce, Blake Wyland, Aaron Sherman, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christoph Lucet, Robin Smith, Hans Arms, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Rob Norton, Steve Michael, Mark Cross, Carlos Matter, Andy McKenzie, Bradford, Flair Thomas, Laurie Ansis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moo Gravit, Doyle Thompson, Colin Anderson! Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Joe, I would say that's on the verge of a failure. That no, I got it. I got it. I just ugh, it was by the skin of my teeth. So it looks like we are maybe one or two um extra Patreon top tier Patreon backers away from hearing a man pass out please, on uh, please on air. Friends, if you're listening to this <laughs> and you're not a top tier backer, please be the reason be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Please make it so that Joe collapses and cannot do this podcast anymore. You will be <laughs> making mine and Matt's life much happier. You can finally uh, break free. Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. Wonderful. Well, uh, yes, there you have it. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Guitar Nerds or on YouTube at Guitar Nerds Videos. You can even visit our website, guitarnerds.net, where all our various channels are displayed in all of their glory. And you can even purchase Guitar Nerds merchandise and become a true member of the club. That's it from us for this week. We'll catch you next time for some more guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.